Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Vince Pereira, Tennessee pregame host on the Vols Radio Network at Vince Sports, at Vince Sports on Twitter. Vince, thank you so much for joining us and you know, hey, look, LSU went through this a year ago. Right now, you, you have, we know, at least uh, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Florida, uh, maybe Arkansas, uh, maybe Texas A&M, several SEC programs uh, that are going to be looking for uh, new coaches. What, what is what is the vibe around that program like? What What is it like amongst the Tennessee fan base knowing that uh, they're, they're going to go through a, another coaching change this offseason? Well, appreciate you guys having me. Much respect for your show and the work you guys do on your station. And uh, it's pretty volatile, honestly. It has it has stirred up, obviously, all those groomers that everybody's talking about that I'm, I'm guessing, and from what I've seen, people nationally sort of uh, scoff and maybe laugh at Tennessee for getting involved in that again. You know, a lot of us have wanted to have tried to tell the fan base that those that's not going to happen. And it's not that Tennessee wouldn't be interested in, in Gruden. It's that he's not a college coach. He's an NFL coach, if he even does that. And that his his uh, agent is notorious for putting his name out for jobs mm-hmm. for leverage. So uh, that that's all this play is. He likes to be talked about. His agent likes to take that route. And you know Tennessee fans want so desperately to be – uh, back and back in a big way, they, they get involved in that. And so I think what it's caused is media on media uh, criticism in the area for for the people that, that cover the team. It's caused some portion of the fan base that's maybe younger and on social media a lot to be critical of anyone who dares tell them that they wouldn't get Gruden. I think the, the juxta of that is, is – Tennessee fans are so frustrated over this length of time since the former era came to an end that they feel like they're sick of people telling them that they can't have the great things and reach the elite that they want to have. And no one's saying that John Gruden is too good for Tennessee. It's just that that's not uh, that's not going to happen. It's not realistic. This will be the fourth time he'll run them through this whole process again because he likes to have his name in, in the mix. So that's where everybody set their sights on. And I think what it does is it it has it's going to have the Tennessee fans be frustrated and disappointed and in some forms angry when that doesn't happen. Then what do they do? They Other fans want Chip Kelly. Well, there there's competition for Kelly, and he may not come to any spot either. So they, they've set their sights on the big names, and I think they're going to be disappointed if it ends up being someone with a tie to John Curry that isn't the big splash name that they're looking for. Vince Ferrer is here with us, Tennessee pregame host on the Volunteers Radio Network. A little after six tonight, kickoff in uh, Neyland Stadium as the Vols uh, try to win their last two and get to become bowl eligible. Vince, uh, from afar, reading up, everybody kind of knows the life of the program is recruiting. The coaches get out there and kind of those living room wars. How has it affected uh, the the recruiting aspect of it? Butch Jones did uh, seemingly recruit well, and 
what is maybe a timetable, particularly now we're embarking on something new, a three-day signing period or just before Christmas. Uh, how does this affect recruiting, and what is a timetable in which Tennessee would like to have their new guy in place? Yeah, definitely good questions. Over the first one in recruiting, it's impacted it negatively significantly. They've had, I think the last count was six decommits from the 2018 class that not all that long ago when things were early in the season, they were in the top five in recruiting nationally and number one in the SEC. Uh, that has fallen back significantly, including losing in some recruiting services the number one overall offensive tackle in the country, Cade Mays, who's from Knoxville Catholic High School here uh, in town in their backyard. And he is decommitted. He took a visit to Ohio State last week, as did one of their two quarterback commits for next year, Adrian Martinez. Uh, Martinez says he's just covering his bases, but they've lost another significant in-state player in Alante Taylor. Uh, they lost a 2019 kid. So it, it has hurt them big time. And But I don't think those guys, as long as they're until you get to that signing period, I think – depending on who the new coach is, they may be able to bring those guys into the mix. I don't blame kids with that early signing period that you alluded to. If you're intent on signing there, uh, signing at that point and getting a jump, I don't, I don't blame these kids for looking for a backup plan. What if you're especially a quarterback? What if you're not a fit for their, the new coach's scheme or they don't have the level of interest in you? You have to cover yourself. So, I, I think depending on when they do it and who the coach is, they may be able to bring at least some of those in, significant in-state kids uh, back to Tennessee. Now, as far as the timing of it, my best guess would be between the end of the regular season and maybe the Monday after the SEC championship game. I think those are, that would be the most likely window for when this happens. But, hey, there's some that are being told, some of the guys with sources on, on our station are being told that, hey, don't expect anything by December 7th. And then you start getting really close to that signing period, and that's, that's not a good thing. Hang with us, if you would, Dave. We'll come back, get Herb to Tyler, our former uh, LSU great, to ask Dave a question as it's the Vols and the Volunteers tonight. Tennessee, where they come out and play some inspired ball for interim coach Brady Hoke. Vince Pereira, Tennessee pregame host on the Vols Radio Network, is getting us updated and educated on the 4-6 and six Vols. We'll continue here on WWL. Final segment again for me with today's opponent, the Tennessee Volunteers. He's pregame host on the Vols Radio Network, Vince Ferreira. Keep up with Vince at Vince Sports, at Vince Sports on Twitter. Vince, uh, Tennessee, you tell us, uh, going back the first two games of the season, 42 points in each of those games, since the highest point total was uh, 26 points and a 29-26 loss to Kentucky. This Vols offense, uh, it, did it ever develop an identity? Uh, you take us through. I look at that first game against Georgia Tech, and I was going like, you know, hey, that's a tough opening game. Looks like they've got some things. But from that point on, I, I don't know where they went. Wh where is this offense right now, Vince? Well, it is at times anemic. And the I think it really stems from the quarterback position. Even in, in that Georgia Tech game, uh, Quentin Dormady, the original starting quarterback this year in his first year as a starter uh, after Josh Dobbs moved on to the NFL, he struggled in the first half, and they really couldn't get anything going. Then in the second half, he was able to find Marquez Calloway, who was their most talented receiver with, since Juwan Jennings went down in that Georgia Tech game. They are able to find him on some deep balls, and then they got the ground game going with John Kelly, and you just saw when the quarterback position is playing well, 
uh, and they're utilizing their their best weapons and players on offense, they can be pretty good. Uh, they were, frankly, pretty sloppy in that Indiana State game. Indiana State was outmatched. Then in the Florida game, uh, it was it, it was breakdowns in the red zone. That's that's where things went south in the red zone. And from that point on, they have struggled so much in the red zone. Some of them from play calling, others from penalties when they're at the one yard line, and just not getting the ball to John Kelly enough in, the, in those situations. And just it, they lost complete confidence. And then in the UMass game, they were sloppy and, and it was gone. And they, each game, they've lost more and more confidence as the season has gone on. Quinn Dormady was eventually benched for Jared Garantano. Garantano hasn't been spectacular, but he at at least would protect the football, something that Dormady did not do. He had too many interceptions early in the year before he got hurt. Then Garantano gave him a little bit of life offensively in the Kentucky game, but just not enough. They Their defense struggles. Uh, in wearing down in the second halves of games. So even if they look stout early in games, or even if that happens in this game, if it's a tighter game against LSU, more so than what people expect, late in the second quarter at halftime, Tennessee's a much different team and a much worse team in the second half because they don't substitute a lot defensively. They played the same players even in their lesser games, so they've accumulated a ton of snaps in those games, then they wear down in the second half. And so offensively, they, they it's complementary football. As coaches talk about, the offense is not the defense out because they don't stay on the field, thus adding the snaps and making it more difficult for the defense to get stops in the second half. And then they had to go to Will McBride, a third quarterback, against Missouri when Garantano was hurt. And we haven't seen Garantano since then. And so it's um, it, it, I, we don't know who we're going to see this week because Brady Hill closed practices. Um, there's a possibility we could see both. It could be all McBride. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, the quarterback positions where it started and then the injuries of the offensive line, the receiver, uh, play calling, I mean, you name it. Ever since that Florida game, all those things have piled on on top of the other. Now, going back to the um, the coaching search, I, you know, I kind of, you know, I, I, in my personal opinion, I think that John Gruden is one of the best NFL coaches in the in the world to ever ever done it. So, um, but I don't think that just because you're a great NFL coach that that translates really well to the NCAA or college football. With that being said, or, you know, without let's call it looking at the former head coaches such as a Chip Kelly, someone like that. Is Tennessee looking toward maybe a young and upcoming um, offense or defensive coordinator or someone like that that's within the college ranks right now or maybe even an NFL coach who was in the college ranks um, as an offense or defensive coordinator who maybe had one or two runs or two years, shall I say, in the NFL? And Vince, I, when, I, I apologize. Yeah. I, I about bumped my gums too much on Herb's time. I, I, I ran all about the time. But, man, it was good to visit with you. And, and, and just quickly, Vince, your thoughts. Uh, does Tennessee hang around in the game tonight? Uh, not for very long. I think LSU pulls away. That running game too good. Tennessee not good enough defensively in their, in their rush defense. He knows everything's Vols, folks. Pre-game host on the Vols Radio Network, Vince Ferreira. Pick up with Vince, a good follower, at Vince Sports, at Vince Sports on Twitter. Vince, thank you so much. Enjoy the game this evening. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.